Hi everyone, my name is Steve Tudor and welcome to the second of six top six specials where we focus on the upper echelons of the Premier League and discuss who are the main contenders and what shape are they currently in. Joining us for each fans of the clubs in question for that crucial insider take. Joining me today, I have Howard as we concentrate our attentions on Old Trafford. Will it be the home of the Premier League champions next May? No. First up though, hello Howard, how are you sir? I'm fine, thanks. Yourself? I'm also fine, yes. Yeah, oh, it's um, kind of looking forward to, to this one. It's quite an interesting one, United. Um, as, as much as our, you know, personal allegiances kind of tell us not to like them, we're quite a fascinating bunch in the last kind of um, couple of years, and particularly so this summer, I find. So, yeah, should we get straight into it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um all told, it has to be said, it's, it was a decent first season under Ten Hag. Um, but whereas last season they got rid of a lot of deadwood, this summer they're struggling to do the same. Uh, McTominay comes to mind. Um, it is as important to ship out unwanted stars as to bring them in, right? And could be a prompt for United maybe to keep hold of peripheral fair who aren't going to feature much at all this season. See, I see the opposite. I'm, I'm gutted that they are getting I think they are getting rid of... A lot of it. Uh, I was gutted that De Gea went as a City fan because I think they could never <laughs> reach the top with him there because he yeah, can't kick through his feet. And it's so essential, integral to how Ted Hag wants to play and, you know, modern football in many respects. Uh, Phil, Jones, with Phil, that, Phil Jones has gone as well, which I'm gutted about. Phil Jones, I think, you know, I don't know, Fred's not the worst of their squad, but McTominay's not the worst. That there are talks that they may go, you know, if they get the money for them. Maguire, I I hope he hangs around because again, <laughs> I think it is you know, it's it's an important place to start, Steve, because mm. if I've always said we you know, I stumbled uh, across an old clip that I put on WhatsApp this morning to the group about us talking about the possibility after we drew Burnley in the FA Cup of us meeting United in the final uh, and us saying how much we didn't want it and how inevitable it was and how lucky we were we'd had 10 years of incompetence from United and it's inevitable at some point that they'll be back near the top competing for the big titles and we would match up against them in finals and big matches and we're kind of getting closer to that point now but they could never get close to us whilst they've got all these players yeah. around. So getting rid of Ronaldo, I was gutted about that because he was sticking Same. the place, place out on and off the pitch. De Gea, Maguire. If Ten Hag does, you know, have basically imposes himself and gets rid of these players and getting like Mountain and Anana and, you know, Casemiro is obviously a step up from what they had before. Then you have to start taking them seriously at long last, and yeah, but, you know, overseen by a very good manager. So, the longer the, these players who just aren't good enough and wouldn't be seen near our squad hang around, the worse it is for United. So it'll be interesting to see the next month just whether they can get rid of them or not. Well, I was going to, that's what I mean. You said the key word there, if. So at present they're still at United. So at present they are mm. still. I wouldn't say a problem for United, but it's not. It's not ideal. Um, I'm sure if you ask Ten Hag, he would want shot of at least four or five of these players yeah. that we've mentioned, including as well. We can throw in Martial perhaps as well in order to bring in some some funds. So the fact that they Probably haven't not, moved on. But, yeah. 
Do you think my show's going to stay? And the, the, yeah. Tonight? Yeah. Okay. They're so uh, light up front, so still. Well, yeah, they'll be looking to bring someone else in, but Marshall, his, his injury record is so abysmal, um, mm. and the impact he's had um, in recent years is so minimal. Um, you know what you're getting from him, really. Well, so and, and I'm guessing it's on again, does it? Yeah. Exactly, because you know he'll be on big wages, so mm. that is a reason to get rid, and also makes him difficult to shift on. Um, so. To my mind, that's a negative at least, and let's hope that remains the case. Uh, looking at it from a more positive perspective, um, they have brought in some players this season um, who United fans are excited by. Anana, um, they've put a lot of faith in, the goalkeeper, um, who is, by all accounts, a lot better with a ball at his feet. Um, prone to a, a gaff or two, but nothing new there with United. Um, Mason Mount is an interesting one. I don't think we've ever discussed Mason Mount on this pod, so let's do so now. I It strikes me he's a player who managers love and fans just don't really get. Um, would that be a fair mm. comment? Yeah, Asan wanted him at City, didn't he? So. Yes. Yeah. I was underwhelmed, but there's no there's no doubting. I think he'd be good for United. And mm. weird, weird. I mean, everything about Chelsea's been weird in the last two years. <laughs> But their approach to him, you know, and what the wages he wanted and letting him go was just weird. I mean, he was their player of the year for two years on the row. Yeah. Uh, and the other year, it was Kovacic. So they've both gone now. And, you know, obviously the influx and outflux of players there is just ridiculous. Weird that they let him go. And a big plus for United, who are probably, you know, becoming more powerful and looking at pace and the counter-attack. And having his hard yards in there, and you know, an experience even at his age, surrounded by players with a bit of pace and more directness about them, I think fits pretty well. So mm. he is a clear good signing. But hey, been saying this for six, seven mm. years. Yeah, I've been winning transfer windows <laughs> apparently for year after year after year. That's but a good point. I think, but I think we are getting to the point now where they are clearly recruiting players for needs rather than as a PR victory, you know, to put one over City or whoever, or just to say, you know, to flex their muscles and say, we're Manchester United, look at this, we're buying big players. They are filling gaps now. So, mm. yeah, he'll be a good signing for United. I mean, very, he um, has to be. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And with Ericsson as well, they've, they've got kind of alternatives now. They should always have a player present and fit to kind of, you know, pull strings, as it were. So, yeah, it's a big signing for him. Um, we'll get to Adam Sweeney shortly, um, who does Manchester United podcasts and, and writes about them and, and all the rest of it. Um, he mentions the the vast importance of signing a centre-forward who can basically snaffle a few chances um, in the form of Hoyland. Now, 20 years old, 80 million plus, I made the point to Adam that he's not... You know, he proved himself at Serie A last season, but we're talking about one season. Um, so if you're looking at it as a whole, if you look at him as a, um, a you know, a, a final package, he's not quite there yet, I would say. And that seems like an awful lot of money to, to pay for a 20-year-old. What was yeah, your take who, on that transfer? Well, yeah, someone who scored fewer goals than Haaland did between, what, August and December or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just because he's got a similar name do not mean you have to pay huge amounts of money for him. It's a gamble. <laughs> They're buying a prospect. 
Yeah. And it is a stupid, it's a ridiculous amount of money. Well, I think yeah, so. he might be worth every penny, but let's be honest, they were, Fiorentina played them, but then Fiorentina holds all the cards. It's like, well, he's just burst through for us. Why on earth should we? Yeah. Just another player they've signed who was a lot, lot cheaper only 12 months ago. You mm. know, and I know it was, I think, free transfer last summer, was he not? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not a city of blameless on in this respect either. They've done the same. It is a gamble, and let's be honest, we don't know. We don't know what he's going to bring. He's not going to slot in like Ireland and be scoring 15 goals in the first couple of months, is he? So, well, quite. And we've seen this before, haven't we? That's particularly at United. I mean, you can go back to bloody Gary Birtles, for goodness sake. You can. There is a long legacy at United of big money centre-forwards who, if they don't kind of... You know, firing all cylinders in their first season, suddenly they've got the weight of the world on their shoulders. Hmm. Because that's why I think Martial will stay, because you can't just have him there. And Rashford's mm. not a true striker, of course, he's left sided. Uh, they've got wide players, but Martial needs to stay, unless they've got someone else as well, and I don't think they will. Certainly not for big money, because even they you know, can't now spend what they want. And yeah. they're thinking of bringing, like, I think Amrabat in as Casemiro cover. So, and they probably need a defender. So, I think up front, it is. It, you know, <laughs> I think you'd have to step back as United fans and say, don't expect too much of him initially. He may be, he might just burst in and be, you know, and like knock it out of the park. But you certainly cannot expect that or predict that because you, you are walking into the unknown a bit with him and you're buying for the future. So, we will see. Yeah, I, I'm far happier. Obviously, they bought him rather than if Harry Kane had turned up, I'd be yes. pretty damn worried about Manchester United next season. So, so what do you make of their? I mean, I, I agree with you. We need another defender. Um, Adam makes a point that they are desperate for a right back, and they've been desperate for a right back now for quite some time. Um, but what do you make of their attacking kind of roster? So, if Martial stays, you've got Rashford, Martial, Anthony, Sancho, Garnacho. Hoyland, Diallo. So in terms of numbers, they've certainly got a lot and very different types of players amongst them. But then when you kind of dig down, Martial, Anthony, Sancho, mm. these are players who have got a lot flop. to prove. They're flops, let's be honest, flop, they flop, are. Flop, flop, I mean, yeah. same. Yeah, Anthony, 80 million. Yeah. Sancho. Maybe they'll come good. Million. Maybe again. You know, yeah. Ten Hag's been flexible in how he uses them, but Sancho's never done it, of course. Diallo's been on loan, so who who knows what's coming. You know, he's been brilliant at a lower level of English yes. football. Yeah. But hey, who knows? Is he Garnacho? Have I said it right this time? I got it completely wrong in the Ga- live Garnacho, show. Garnacho, yeah. I don't think I would say or something. Uh, Garnacho looks like the bright one. You know, he's, he's had, I think, a few attitude problems in the past, but... And he's not starting a lot of games yet, but this could be a breakout season for him. He looks like the one that's come through the system a bit. It looks like the brighter prospect than the ones who cost seventy, eighty million pounds. Yeah, you There's don't just want to play against like, team, I mean, yeah. it's just like who? Which one of them is Sancho going to be? Is Anthony going to be better? Is Martial going to stay fit? It's all this buts, maybe's all a bit underwhelming. I don't. I just see a lot of inconsistent performers there. Someone's going to have to step up, so you know, out of that group, basically. I can't see Diallo getting a huge amount of game time. No, Anthony will still get some game time, but they have to up their game big time. Um, Rashford, 
you know, he's really flourished under Ten Hag. But I, I still have this feeling he's not not quite top level and a bit of a purple patch player, but we will see. Maybe that. Maybe I've been harsh because he had an excellent season, of course. Well, I was going to say, when you look at these players, it's a case of, you know, one of them you would expect to kind of, you know, um, outperform where their status currently is. Um, and I certainly got the ability, Anthony and Sancho. I'm not disputing that for a moment if they've got the natural ability, but they're not producing it. They're not showing it. You'd expect one of them to show it, though. But the interesting thing for me is how I kind of take, not taking it for granted, but relying on Rashford to reproduce what he did last season and that's not a given by any stretch of the imagination and if he doesn't then they well will be short of kind of firepower up front um or even more emphasis goes on their 20 year old 18 million pound new signing who's adapting to a new league and but there could be problems ahead um which brings me to it's like if they're gonna but they're ever gonna reach level of city as a fan you say well which of their players would you take for city Garnacho, none of them. to bring off Garnacho, the bench. Yeah, as a talent. Yeah, maybe yeah. as a prospect. But he's yeah. not the kind of player who, when he comes on, as we as we saw last year uh, against City, you know, when he comes on, you just think, ah, oh, crap. You know, he could cause problems, and he tends to as well. So, um, yeah, Garnacho for me. But rest, I really give or take him. Um, Anthony, I'm really not convinced by. Out of all of them, uh, I can see you know the merits of keeping Martial. Uh, Sancho could have a season, you know, let's not expect too much from him, but he could really improve on what he's, he's shown so far. But Anthony, I, I'm, I'm sticking my, you know, my head down, out here, my neck out, sorry, and saying that I don't think he's going to cut it in English football. And what I see is just his, his decision-making is woeful, terrible. Uh, for that level of football, it's, it's, it stands out how bad it is. Um, and, and a winger... 50% of what they do is their decision-making. So, mm. I don't think he can cut it at all. I think he's a poor, poor signing. Anyway, that's my little rant over with. If it all gels at Old Trafford, what do you think their best-case scenario is for 23-24? I'll always say they could win the league because in March, there was somehow... Was it February, March? There was still like... I'm sure at one point, like five points behind City with a game in hand and you're scratching your head going... How is this even possible? There's shit every time I watch yeah. them. Yeah, uh, Their home record's brilliant. So it was the second best... Well, brilliant. It's just take City out of the equation. It was. It was brilliant. After it was after. excellent. And that Ten Hag's made it a very difficult place to go and get a result from, especially if you've got a match officials on your side, of course. <laughs> so oh, the key is... The key is building the away form, which was ropey at times. They were still the fifth best points-wise in the league, but it didn't feel like they were fifth best. I thought they were bang average at times away from home. Yeah. To get, I think the bet, the best. I say this quite a lot as well in pre-season stuff. If it's so competitive, I still I say it every time. I don't think City will get ninety-eight points this time. Of course, it didn't last. Day of the season just gone and didn't need to. If it's ultra competitive, then the points you need to win the title lessens if everyone's taking points off each other. They could they could theoretically, even though they're not really close to City, uh, and obviously are, unless City have an off season, they could sneak in the back door and win a title. I obviously would not predict they would do that. <laughs> uh, I think they're about eleven to one, and they're like fourth favourites with the bookies to do it. They're looking to move 
I think success for them in a way is finishing second. Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our content, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.